Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Tuesday, the 21st of March. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Caps, easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. And we've got a packed show for you today. Florida's governor wants to ban CBDCs. We'll tell you why. A former Coinbase executive is betting that Bitcoin will hit $1 million in 90 days. Plus, Credit Suisse gets a bailout five years after dismissing Bitcoin as a speculative bubble. Crypto.com continues its battle to retrieve millions of dollars lost after a fat-fingered mistake. BitBoy Crypto is accused of threatening and harassing a lawyer. We'll bring you the latest on that. And we'll be talking about EULA Finance, Signature Bank and FTX too. Please do like, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us reach new listeners. And I'm on Twitter as well, at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Our top story now, and Florida's governor is vowing to ban central bank digital currencies from the state. Ron DeSantis, who's expected to run for president in 2024, made the announcement in front of a podium that said Big Brother's Little Dollar. Any way they can get into society uh, to exercise their agenda, they will do it. So what the central bank digital currency is all about is surveilling Americans and controlling behavior of Americans. And how do we know? Because we've seen this happen in other parts of the world. Look at no further than China to see the impacts of centralized digital currency. The People's Bank of China uses its central bank to monitor citizen behavior, allowing for the surveillance of spending habits and to cut off access to goods and services. He believes a CBDC could put personal freedom and security at risk and restrict how money is used. You go and buy gasoline. If you bought too much gasoline, they just won't allow you to use this to make a transaction. Who knows whether they would let you buy a firearm or things that they disapprove of. And so you're opening up a major can of worms and you're handing a central bank huge, huge amounts of of power. And they will use uh, that power. I think if you've seen anything over the last four or five years is uh, if they can do their agenda, They will do their agenda in any way that they can. The Republicans' announcement is largely political theatre at this point. A digital dollar is at least five years away, and even the Federal Reserve has questioned whether the US needs a CBDC. But it could still be a fatal blow to the digital dollar, as he wants other states to take a similar stand. You believe Texas is going to do something similar to what Florida does, and if we can get a groundswell of states to say no, uh, we are not going to turn over this power to you. I mean, look, ultimately, cash is king. I mean, if you can hold it in your hand, you have power over that. The minute it's all digitized, somebody else is going to have control over that, and it's just a question of are they going to let you live your life? Are they going to decide to do things uh, to circumvent uh, what you want to do? Other Republicans have said there are strong arguments in favour of creating a CBDC, as it could maintain the dollar's status as the world's reserve currency in a digital age. But they've stressed that financial privacy must be at the centre of any digital asset that's created. Most Bitcoiners are passionately against the creation of a CBDC. 
Well, Bitcoin's been pretty flat over the past 24 hours. It's currently trading just below $28,000. We're waiting to find out whether the Federal Reserve plans to push ahead with an interest rate rise tomorrow. A 0.25 percentage point hike is expected, but continued concerns about inflation and the banking crisis have put that into doubt. The big question now is whether Bitcoin has the potential to smash through $30,000. Returning to this level would mean my MicroStrategy's huge haul of 132,500 Bitcoin would be back at break even. But with the crypto fear and greed index now at its highest level in a year, there are fears a correction might be due. Bloomberg intelligence analyst Mike McGlone, longer bullish voice, has claimed that the global banking calamity may mark Bitcoin's maturation from its birth following the great financial crisis. Back in 2017, Credit Suisse dismissed Bitcoin as a bubble and said interest in the cryptocurrency would eventually subside. Bitcoin was trading at about $7,000 back then. Here's what the Swiss bank's CEO at the time told Bloomberg. Blockchain has a a lot of potential, a lot of applications. It may lead someday to a a digital currency that is broadly accepted. Um, But uh, we are cautious vis-a-vis Bitcoin uh, because we think it has a a number of unattractive characteristics. Well, a lot's changed in five years. Credit Suisse has now needed a bailout and has been rescued by UBS in a cut price deal. And some analysts believe the recent banking crisis has helped make Bitcoin more attractive to investors. Well, the irony of this hasn't been lost on Bitcoiners. Blockware's Joe Burnett noted that Bitcoin's risen by 318% since Credit Suisse called it a bubble. And now it's been sold for a fifth of Dogecoin's market cap. A former Coinbase executive may have just made the worst bet in crypto's history. Balaji Srinivasan believes that hyperinflation is going to drive Bitcoin's price to $1 million in three months. And now he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's told someone on Twitter to buy one Bitcoin for $28,000. And if it doesn't 40x by the middle of June, they'll get $1 million in stablecoins. It's a pretty extraordinary bet, but Srinivasan is convinced the world's economy is about to undergo a huge transformation. And the wages certainly confused Matt Levine. On Twitter, the Bloomberg columnist argued that Srinivasan would be better off buying 40 Bitcoin if he believes it's about to go to the moon. A YouTuber has been accused of threatening and harassing a lawyer. BitBoy Crypto has been named in a proposed class action lawsuit amid allegations he promoted FTX to viewers without disclosing he was paid. But the influencer, whose real name is Ben Armstrong, has insisted he never had business dealings with SBF's empire. A judge has been told that BitBoy Crypto bombarded an attorney named Adam Moskovitz with endless phone calls, tweets and emails. It's alleged he made up to 21 calls within a 45-minute period, and in one message called Moskovitz a dumb motherfucker. BitBoy Crypto spoke about the proposed lawsuit in a recent video. We're in far better lawyers to do your due diligence to find out that I never promoted FTX instead of putting me on there. You got slam dunk with everybody else. And the judge would throw, probably throw it out because it's frivolous. Um, but here's the thing about a frivolous lawsuit. Now that it has been put out there, Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Law Firms behind all this. Now it's been put out there. Now you can't take it back. Now you have, in fact, defamed my name with 100% 
provably false allegations. So, you guys are in the lawyer in game? Well, guess what? Better lawyer up. Because uh, your, your friend old cousin BitBoy is going to be coming riding into town on, on a horse, a legal horse, with a whip, ready to whip y'all into shape, get my money. You better have my money. Moscovitz has vowed that he and his client won't be intimidated. And on Twitter late last night, BitBoy Crypto said he isn't making a threat. He's making a promise to come for the lawyer's license to practice law. The YouTuber said Moscovitz made a big mistake and he'll pay for it. As fat-fingered mistakes go, this was a big one. Back in May 2021, Crypto.com accidentally sent $7 million to an Australian couple owed a $66 refund. It took the exchange seven months to notice, and by then, they'd allegedly gone on a spending spree that included a luxury five-bedroom home. A court in Melbourne has heard that $2 million of this cash is still missing, amid claims some of it has gone offshore. Prosecutors fear Jatinder Singh still has access to this cash and represents an unacceptable flight risk, but a judge has ruled he can be bailed while he awaits trial as long as he surrenders his passport. He's pleaded not guilty to theft and the case will now proceed. His partner, Fever Managari Manivel, was bailed last year. Crypto adverts in Belgium will soon need to carry a short and punchy warning. From May, every ad will need to declare that the only guarantee in crypto is risk. Regulators say they're often subject to wild price fluctuations and are vulnerable to fraud. Research by Belgium's Financial Services and Markets Authority suggests many consumers who trade crypto are trying to earn money quickly. And now it's released a video that aims to educate the public about how digital assets work. Crypto. Crypto. Oui. Né. Juste crypto, t'avais. C'est un truc euh, par internet, ça. C'est du euh, deep chain non, ou du blockchain ou Bitcoin, Shiba, tout ça. The regulator's research also uncovered another statistic that's particularly interesting, as the bear market and the collapse of FTX don't seem to have had much of an impact on demand for crypto. Just 7% said they will no longer trade virtual currencies as a direct result of what's happened over the past few months, and 60% believe we're only seeing a temporary correction. It looks like North Korea wasn't behind the $197 million EULA finance hack after all. The hackers have sent 3,000 ETH back to the DeFi protocol and said they have no intention of keeping what isn't theirs. EULA had previously offered to let the hackers keep $20 million if they return the rest and had promised they wouldn't pursue a prosecution. But that offer doesn't always mean that much. Mango Markets had previously vowed they wouldn't seek charges against Abraham Eisenberg after a $114 million exploit, but the Justice Department arrested him anyway. Signature Bank's assets have been sold off to a successful bidder, but Flagstar Bank will not be taking control of $4 billion in deposits from crypto companies. This means it'll be a lot harder for crypto firms to offer a fiat on-ramp and off-ramp to their customers, and these businesses could end up struggling with basic day-to-day -day things like payroll. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which took control of Signature when New York regulators shut it down, has been accused of targeting the financial institution because of its crypto business. 
Finally today, FTX managers have asked a judge to kick regulators from the Bahamas off the bankruptcy case. They've argued that FTX Digital Markets, which was based in the Bahamas, has no ownership interest in the property of FTX, Alameda Research, or any other company in Sam Bankman-Fried's empire. But the Bahamas Securities Commission disagrees and says FTX Digital Markets is the real owner of all FTX property. A court filing by FTX's new executives claims this company functioned as an offshore haven for a continuous fraudulent scheme, and it's alleged that SBF used close ties with Bahamas regulators and the Prime Minister to minimise his criminal and civil exposure. That's it for today's Coin Market Recap. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcap.com/alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with more news tomorrow. Bye bye for now.